Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody, and how are you today? Welcome to the show, The Big Show, the biggest, most powerful, most important podcast that is recorded in our car, and in this case, our truck. We're in the big Silverado studio today, the one with the the uh, wind bl- blows through the through the uh, window. Wind uh, the wind seals are not very good. That's what I'm trying to say. And uh, so you're going to hear a little road noise. Sorry about that, because we're in a many, many year old pickup truck. We're going out and we're doing homesteading type things at the moment. Homesteading type things. How it's exciting is that? spring when your thoughts turn to projects. But uh, one of the bad things about my beloved big four-wheel drive, super ridiculously powerful motor trucks is it does not get very good gas mileage. It's 99 or 2,000. I forget. Anyway, I think it's a 99, but it gets 10 miles a gallon. It's a, it's a heavy truck. It's a uh, 2,500 HT, so it's a big truck, and it doesn't get very good gas mileage. But it carries loads, and that's it what we got it It carries a load, for. and gas is, gas is one of the things I wanted to talk about. Gas. Keeping gas, storing gas, watching how much gas you have. And I'm not just, I am not just talking about gasoline. So let's just take a brief little bit and talk about what we do to store fuels. We have basically three different kinds of gas that we store. Gasoline in five-gallon tins that we empty and use in the cars and refill every year and then we have small 20 pound propane bottle gas which we have we keep six to eight on hand at all times and the third type of gas that we have is food i'm sorry fuel for people <laughs> well yes but that's not exactly what i was talking about we have a big propane tank for that's what i was talking about yes so i'm a physiologist that's where i go when i think of fuel the thing about storing fuel is it can be a pain. It can take up space, and gasoline in particular is a real pain to store because it does not age well. So we're going to give you a couple t- tips and tricks that we have for storing gasoline and also tell you about what we do with our other storages. Now, let's start with the easy one, the 500-gallon propane tank. What do we do with our tank? Well... We take and make sure that our 500-gallon propane tank never drops below half, ever. Because of the way our, our, we do not heat with that LP gas. That's not our main source of heating. We, we heat with electric. But what that LP gas is, that is our backup. That is what happens. That's how we get through the winter if... The power goes out. We have and a ventless it, wall heater that runs off of it. Yeah, we use a we we use a a, a, a little heater. Think it's it's the kind of heater that's used on a ship, a sailing boat, and um, it is very very efficient. And we have a very small house, and it is insulated to the gills, so we don't have to use up a lot of our uh, resources. And heating it. 
a very small heating bill, very small cooling bill in the summer. So we keep this heater set on a thermostat so it will come on if it's needed. We, we keep, I don't like a hot house, to say the least, which is really good for the fuel economy in the winter. But in the summer, yeah, it's, it gets rougher in the summer because it, uh, the air conditioner pretty well stays on a lot because I like it cold. I just do. And she likes to sleep in, in a cooler condition. She likes the house to be quite warm in the daytime, but at night, she puts on about 25,000 covers. <laughs> yeah, you can't even see her. So anyway, our goal is to always have at least one year's worth of heating fuel on hand at all times. And if it came down to it, we could make that tank last two years, if we had to, by sealing off most of the house and just heating the one room. That it's in. Now there are two kinds of there are two kinds of well many kinds of heaters. There's ventless and vented. Now ventless heaters, I, they don't scare me a bit. Keep carbon monoxide uh, detector in the room, and you should be good to go. But still, I don't real feel real comfortable sleeping with them on. I just don't. So there's that, and then there's the the vented heaters, and you can get the two kinds of heaters. The the kind that you know, is vented and is uh, not nearly as efficient. And then there's the ultra-high efficiency like they use on boats. And that's the best choice. Now, I will say that it is key for a prepper to, who is going to use a gas heater, an LP gas heater. And I don't recommend, I really do not recommend a prepper use city gas. I don't recommend using natural gas at all. That's what we call it in the country. It's called city gas because you're depending on somebody else to deliver that through the pipe. And if we have a, a grid down situation, you may well not get your gas. And it's also a bigger explosion risk than yes, lots of other choices. Although I will say keep this one thing in mind. Do not store propane in your basement. Propane is heavier than air. And if it escapes, it will fill your basement with an explosive gas. So do not do that. I know that was one of the things that just baffled me when I, I, I moved into this area many, many years ago. There was a bunch of still the old, old, old school buildings around. And two of them in, in a nearby school district had these buildings that had boilers in their basement that were propane powered. In their basement. They're powering something underneath school children that is heavier than air and explosive. I did not think that was a good idea. So just something to keep in mind. If you're going to store your bottle, store them in a shed, store them somewhere where you're not going to blow your family up if something goes wrong. Because something always goes wrong. Okay, next Let's talk about the little propane bottles. These things are great. But you, I figured out a way to blow OPSEC. Do what I did once. This will blow your <laughs> OPSEC right up. I went and bought six of them because we were short. So I just went and bought six. And everybody's looking, why do you want six of those? Why do you want six of those? And I'm like, big fish fry. Which is true. We will eventually fry a lot of fish, I suppose. But <laughs> it's only true in the in the none of your business sort of lie. Uh, 
yeah, don't do that. You can buy them. You can buy them full, and then take them back and trade as you use them. Obviously, we use ours for our barbecue grills. Pretty much all we use ours for. We do have a small heater for the place that we haven't actually used yet that uses these twenty-pound propane bottles. Now, I will tell you, there's two things you, two ways you can go on this. You can either take them back for one of these exchange things, like these Rhino Blue, you know, whatever they call them, exchange things at a big box store. You can go take your empty propane bottle back and exchange it. Or you can do what we do and look around to find places, that gas companies that refill your bottle. And why would you want to do that? It's not as convenient. And it's not really any cheaper per bottle to do it that way. But they fill the bottles to a full fill. Unlike these commercial ones, which are only about a 75 to 80% fill. So you get a lot more gas per bottle if you have it filled by your local cooperative or your local uh, uh, gas supplier. And everybody has gas suppliers because they these are the same people who do a welding and acetylene and oxygen for... for uh, uh, medical use, and you know these are these suppliers are, you know they do all the gases, helium. They they, they do gases that supply the diving supply companies and and the labs and the we labs. Use a lot of different yeah. gases. So every every area in the USA has these. So you might look it up and see if they do propane fills. It's you generally you drop the bottle off and stand there and wait while they fill. At least that's how you do in the ones I know of. So that's an option. We usually keep six to eight of these little bottles around, and uh, that's a whole lot of cooking if the stuff hits the fan, because you can cook about anything on a grill. Even if it's a can of can of beans, you can cook it on a grill. Yep. So the third kind of, of gas we wanted to talk about, and this is a little bit trickier one. Not tricky, just more labor-intensive. Yeah, a little more labor-intensive. We... I didn't admit this. In fact, I, ca- I caught the I caught the uh, how to do it off of Jack Spearco, I, and I don't know if he admitted it or not, but that's where I got it from. Is to get good, and I mean good quality, and I prefer American-made metal gas cans that totally seal. That's the key. Those gas cans have to be have good seals on them because oxygen is what kills gas. And moisture. Oxygen and moisture just destroy gasoline. Then you take these bo- these cans, you get them, and then you fill them. And I mean fill them all the way to the brim. I mean the very tip top. Because that leaves little air airspace on top to... For oxygen that can interact with your gas. People will tell you I'm crazy. People will tell you I'm wrong. But I'm going to tell you straight up. You do that and that gas stores perfectly well for up to 18 months. Absolutely no problem. We use it. We do it all the time. We, we have a whole bunch of these cans. We keep them out in the back shed or various different places. Not in the house, of course. And a couple out at the place, and couple, yeah, a couple out at the place. Some more out on the back shed at home. And basically, we mark the month we fill them up, the month of the year, and a year later we put them in the truck. 
and we burn them. And we go, we go put uh, a couple, couple of them in the truck and go burn them, and and then we refill them. I use one of them every year to run my lawnmowers. Yeah, and then uh, make sure I empty the rest of it into my car and refill it. It works fine. It works great. Now you. If you do it this way, if you limit the amount of oxygen and moisture that can get into them, you don't need stabilizer. And we live in a we live in an area that you get every temperature imaginable. <laughs> yeah. From the lowest it got down was 18 below this last winter, 18 below Fahrenheit, and the highest it got up last year was 106. And higher than that in the shed where the yeah it was higher than that were. in the shed, 120 in the shed. So I mean. That's the full, pretty much the full meal deal of any American temperatures. It does get higher in the Mojave Desert, but then again, you're not going to have to worry about moisture in the Mojave Desert. So. And some of them got away from me for a couple months. Some were 14, 15 months old. And they were fine. And I put them in my little bitty car engine and didn't have a hiccup. So, yeah, there's that. Those are those three kinds of gases. So, anything you want to add, my compatriot? I've done almost all the talking on this one. Mostly because I've got a cold and threatened to cough if I talk too much. So, no, I'll, I'll add nothing. Good job. Good job. I'll most likely kill you in the morning. Yeah, I was going to add that, but I thought <laughs> not everybody might get the reference. So, Yeah, that's a Princess a Bride reference. Movie, yeah. Princess Bride is one of the essential movies in American uh, to understand American culture. Princess <laughs> Bride. My three essential movies are Princess Bride, Major League... And, of course, the immortal and absolutely maybe the greatest movie ever, Bull Durham. So, there we are. Although, I, my one digression, I always do a digression for podcasts. My one digression is I have my, my, my life's creed I got from a movie. And that's sad if you think about it, but... I got it from a movie. My life's creeds come from the movie Roadhouse. Now, a lot, I know a lot of you people have seen the movie Roadhouse. And if you haven't, watch the movie. It's horrible. I love it. Um, <laughs> and Patrick Swayze, for those of you who may not know it, Patrick Swayze was what's known as a cooler, a guy who oversees the bouncers and staff at the uh, Roadhouse. And this was a really bad slaughterhouse kind of Roadhouse that they were in. And Patrick Swayze took over, and he started the big staff meeting. And he was explaining his philosophy. And that philosophy that, that he explained in the movie Roadhouse is the philosophy I live by. And I'm going to paraphrase here, because I don't quote movie lines very well. But he was talking to the staff, and he's like, if you're having problems with a, with a customer... You deal with it, but you be nice. If they get up and start dancing on the table, you get you hand them a you give them a hand, you help them down, but you be nice. If you need to to take it out the door, you walk it out the door, but you be nice. You be nice until it's time to not be nice. And that's that's it. Right there. You be nice. Until it's time to not be nice. I'm going to be nice until you force me to be something else. 
So, anyway, there's, there it is. I to be something else. Now you know a little something. So, yeah, I'm going to post a picture of some gas cans that we've got here. I'll go along with this. Um, not sure whether we're going to do an article on it or no. Probably will. Oh, I'm sorry. I do have a last addendum tip. Oh, okay. Spice's tip on the gas cans is to leave them where they are easy to get to, even though they're in a shed somewhere. Because if they're hard to get to, you'll be tempted to leave them and not exchange them. Oh, good If you tip. leave them lined up against a sidewall pretty close to the door, then you see them every time you walk in that shed, you're reminded to do it. That's not so bad. But don't stick them in the back behind piles of junk, because then you won't want to change them out. Oh, and my other tip, get a really, really good funnel. Don't don't expect that ones on the, the gas cans to be easy to use into a modern vehicle's gas tanks, which are really funky, the, some of those seals. Get a good funnel that pops that little uh, door thingy out of the way of your gas tank. And also, you may need two people, depending on how strong you are, emptying a five-gallon gas can takes a while they're big and it takes a while to empty one out and it gets heavy for somebody who isn't used to handling really heavy big weights so you might be a consideration of uh but i like five gallons because you can store enough of them that enough of the stuff that way without having too big of a uh hand it'll fit in my gas tank in my car if as you long got as a my good, car is close to empty. Another good way of doing this is having a, a getting the, the NATO style uh, jug cans. I like those too, but it's hard to get good ones. They make most of them are Chinese and they're junk. So I, that's why I use the American ones. I'm a big fan of American-made gas cans. So anyway, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll catch you the next time.